Podcast Answer Man, episode number 302. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hi, everyone. This is Gaius Chamberlain of the Great Black Heroes Podcast. You're listening to Cliff Ravenscraft, the man who has trained me and thousands and thousands of other podcasters. He is not only the podcast answer man, but I am naming him an honorary Great Black Hero. Boom! Well, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting. Helping you take your show and everything else you do in life to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode. There's something we can all do to skip the prerequisites to be a great black hero. Gaius Chamberlain, thank you so much for that audio bumper. I really got a kick out of it. When I heard it for the very first time, I actually laughed out loud to myself, and I was the only person in the room. But anyway, my friends, so delighted to have you here for this 302nd episode of Podcast Answer Man. Let me give you a rundown really quickly of what's going to be covered in this show to find out if you want to even spend the next hour or so with me. Uh, We are going to talk about uh, audio podcasting. Is it right for visual topics? We're going to have a lot to say about that. We have a couple questions from the voicemail feedback hotline. Uh, Mike wants, actually Mike has two questions. One is where do you go, how do you go about getting voiceover professional uh, work done for the intro of your podcast, the network ID and stuff like that. And he also wants to know about the uh, being one mistake away from completely blowing it with your podcast. If you actually end up recording everything live into your show with music in the background, what if you make a mistake? <gasps> we'll talk about that. And then, of course, we're going to have Sean who calls in. He's got a uh, $1,100 condenser microphone. He heard my podcast episode from way back in the archives where I compared my Heil PR40 to condenser microphones, and he wants to know if he should ditch his $1,100 condenser and go with a Heil. You'll be surprised to hear my answer if you do stick around for this entire show. Anyway, next up we'll go to Chris, who wants to know, is there anything that he can do now that Posterous is no longer available as a free option for podcasting. I might have some thoughts there off the top of my head for that. And of course, I'm going to talk about a new feature that I uh, got notified about from SpeakPipe, you know, my favorite voicemail feedback hotline service that we have as podcasters. Vladimir emailed me this week, told me about something new, and uh, I want to tell you all about it. I've got that and more and more in this episode. But hey, you know me, it's all about taking things to the next level. I think those of you who have been listening to Podcast Answer Man for long enough, you know that this show is not just about podcasting. And in fact, there are several of you, I should say several hundred of you, who listen to this show every single week and you have 
not got a podcast and you have no desire to create one. I don't know what's wrong with you, but I totally get that. And I am so thankful to have each and every one of you who do subscribe to the show, who do listen to it. And from I hear from you guys and I know from talking with you and getting some feedback that what draws you to this show is not just the technical skills, the technical information of how to plug wires into mixers and turn knobs and what software to use, but it's the inspiration that you get from hearing, you know, how I am growing in my business. So this this podcast is just as much about my journey in building a business around the work that I love, which just so happens to be podcasting. And, and that many people find inspiring. And so it's all about, for me, this show has been about the, you know, encouraging people to take things to the next level. Obviously, this means your show, but also means taking other things to the next level, which is the work that you love. Uh, maybe that little hobby that's on the side and and all of a sudden you 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 find yourself really getting involved in it. Is it possible to do what Gary Vaynerchuk wrote about in the book Crush It? Is it possible to turn that into a profitable business? And some of you have already began to to kind of dip your toes into the water of this entrepreneurial soup uh, and, and you have started to see just a little trickle of monetization happening when you um when you when you start doing some of these products and and affiliates and and also uh, having engagement with your audience and you have a little bit of influence where they come to know like and trust you and and all of a sudden many people want to do a, a a lot of what I've done which is basically leave their soul sucking day job that they're only there for the paycheck and pursue work that they love and uh, I know that. I am I actually can say this and and I can't imagine a situation or or maybe too many situations and I don't even know if there is a single situation where it would be possible for somebody else out there to make to 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 fully employ me. I think I'm unemployable at this point. I I can't imagine anybody offering anything that would be good enough for for me to make them my only client you know and of course by the way anybody out there working that that that's what you are you're you're self-employed you know even if you've been working at a factory for the last 25 years assembling uh, rivets into blue jeans uh, you're self-employed and it just so happens that that factory is your only client which uh, is kind of scary thinking about the fact that, you know, just one day you could walk in just like thousands and thousands of other people here at the Gap Incorporated in Northern Kentucky uh, that had been doing that for 30 years and walked out, walked out uh, <laughs> that one day without a job because, well, Gap shut down. And and so, you know, anyway, I, I, I'm getting off tangent on a tangent here, but where am I going with this? I'm I'm going in a direction where, and not, I'm not changing the, the focus of Podcast Answer Man. Podcast Answer Man is going to stay as it has been, and, and it's going to, you know, well, it'll continue to provide content that is relevant to podcasting, but it's also going to continue to include a lot of just one-off thoughts about all kinds of other things and things from my journey. But one of the things that I feel led to do is encourage more and more people to to actually find out what is the work for which you were created. And and obviously a lot of people say Cliff I you know I just want to get into podcasting. I love podcasting 
and I want to make podcasting my full-time career. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, and they said, I want to do it just like you have. I want to make podcasting my full-time career. And I want to tell people, I said, well, if you if you think about it, yes, I have a full-time career in podcasting. And th- that's because I am teaching people how to podcast. But really, when I left my career in insurance, I thought I was going to be creating content all day long. That's how I was going to make my money. I was going to make my money by creating entertainment podcasts that people loved, that they thought were entertaining and funny, educational, encouraging, and inspiring. I thought I'd make my you know some money from doing family-based podcasting. We'd have sponsors and advertisers, contributors, all of those things. And guess what? I had some success in all of those areas. Um, my plus membership at one point in 2010 plus membership. These are the these are the contributions of our audience to the content we were creating in 2010. That generated twenty eight thousand dollars in income, uh, which is not too shabby. And on top of that, it made uh, quite a bit in advertising and sponsorship from other shows as well. So I've had some success in that area. But I can tell you right now. Uh, when I decided to take things to a whole new level and actually understood what is it, what marketable skills do I have where I can still operate in the areas that I am best suited for, uh, encouraging people, inspiring people, um, teaching. I, I, I love, I, I, I know that I love to teach and all of these other things. What if I took all of these things that I'm really great at, what kind of marketable skills do I have where I could create products and services and I've got to the place by taking things to the next level one step at a time to where I can now make more in one month than I could in an entire year in 2010. So yeah, it, it's pretty it's pretty darn exciting stuff. So I just want to encourage people out there, once you find something that you love, some kind of sweet spot where you come alive, where you're fully alive when you're doing that one thing. Is it possible to do what Gary Vaynerchuk said and and crush it and to build something out of that? And I believe it is possible. I believe it is possible. And uh, why do I bring all of this stuff up? Well, I just want to tell you that this is just the beginning of something that I've been working with, uh, with my good friend Jared Easley. I've I've mentioned him a couple episodes back. Jared Easley is now our event manager and director of experiences here at Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC, which is the parent company of PodcastAnswerMan.com and GSPN. Anyway, he and I have been doing some uh, brainstorming, and this is the first time that I'll even just put the words out there. But the next level conference is very likely to show up sometime in 2014. That's right, my friends. I'm taking things to a whole new level, that next level, by actually saying, you know what, I've, I've enjoyed these conferences that I've been at, but now I think it's time for, and, and, and I will continue to do those. I will continue to attend conferences to, to further uh, educate myself and, and be inspired by other people and what they're doing. But I also want to actually create a conference that will help people take their business, their business pursuits, their entrepreneurial uh, pursuits to the next level to say, you know what, this was great. This all started as a hobby 
and this was fun and exciting, but I have no idea what I'm doing yet, and and I'm ready to make the transition from the day job, or I've recently made the trans- transition uh, from the day job, or I've been grinding it out for the last two to three years, and wherever you are in the journey, is it time to take it to the next level? And my friends, in 2014, I'm looking forward to pulling off something that is bigger than I can even imagine right now. Uh, to be honest with you, when Eric, or when Eric, when Jared and I get together and we start talking about this, and when I'm talking about it with Stephanie and a couple other key individuals, when I'm talking about this, it gets me so fired up. I mean, so fired up. Like I haven't been that fired up in a long time. Well, it's been since I I was actually creating the podcast mastermind, and uh, it gets me that fired up. And then I, I go to bed, I have a hard time going to sleep at night with all kinds of crazy ideas running through my head about what we can do with this conference. And then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, what am I doing? This is so far out of my comfort zone. I have no idea what I'm doing. This is crazy. Why did I? Get, why am I getting myself into this? Well, my friends, one of the things for me to take things to the next level is to have a big, massive goal that seems impossible and then to write it down. And then to talk to other people's, other people's, then talk to other people about it. And that's why, my friends, I'm throwing it out there. The next thing for me to take it to the next level will be the next level conference in 2014. And uh, as you can imagine, there will be more, much more to be said about this in the future. All right, moving along, my friends, I like to start things off. Of course, I've already started things off with 13 minutes recorded already. Oh, my gosh, I got to get through this. Personal plug of the week. My personal plug of the week goes toward my good friend, Chef Keith Snow. Now, Keith Snow is um, a very popular celebrity television chef. And uh, he's been on many major uh, television networks and I've had the pleasure of working with Keith uh, for the past several years now and uh, getting to know him. And last time my wife and I took our family down to the Smoky Mountains, uh, we made a trip out to the Biltmore Estate, uh, one of my favorite places to go uh, in North Carolina. And while we were in North Carolina, we made it a point to have dinner with Keith Snow and his entire family and had a wonderful time hanging out with them. And, uh, you know, just friendship has just been growing steadily over the years. And I've just been so thrilled with what I've seen uh, Keith doing in his online efforts. When he and I met, um, and by the way, his podcast, it's called The Harvest Eating Podcast. Let me just read to you what this is about. The Harvest Eating Podcast is a podcast that is devoted to homesteaders and avid gardeners, city slickers and suburbanites that are interested in local and seasonal foods, scratch-made cooking, self-sufficiency, and sustainability. If that is you, then you want to check out harvesteating.com. Now, here's here's what I love about this. If you go to harvesteating.com, um, my favorite thing is that his site today is, wow, it is so different than when I went to his site years ago when I first met uh, Keith. And uh, when you go to his site today, it's not, it's not a whole unlike, unlike, a whole lot unlike 
Boy, what if I accidentally make a mistake as I'm recording? <laughs> That'll come up later. Anyway, it is not a lot unlike Podcast Answer Man, whereas you have a nice header on the top. You have a good nav menu that take you to various different pages of important things like products and services and information about what you do and who you are, what you have to offer. And it's got a nice, looks like a 300 pixel wide sidebar down the side. And then what I love is it's not a static page on the home page, but instead it is very much a dynamic page that consistently promotes first and foremost, above anything else, his most recent audio podcast episodes. That's right, my friends. Chef Keith Snow at HarvestEating.com. And when you go to his website, does he put his uh, uh, spices and his spaghetti sauce on the front page or a video welcoming you to the site, telling you about his YouTube channel and all his uh, countless hours spent creating video content, uh, putting together some of the most amazing looking YouTube video cooking shows that you've ever seen in your life. Does that all make it to the homepage? No. What makes it to the homepage today? Well, it's a whole lot different than when Keith and I first started talking. Today, when I go to his site, as I'm recording this, I am looking at his 125th episode titled Making Grilled Eggplant, Napoleon's, and Cookbook Reprint. And then episode 124, Making Corned Beef and Pastrami. Episode 123, Vietnamese Beef Noodle Soup. Number 122, Skipping Gardening to Spend More Time Outside. 121, Healthy Snacks for Children and Adults. Episode 120, The Danger of Soybeans or Not. Uh, Episode 119, Making Chicken Pot Pie and, is that Valut Sauce? Anyway, here's the thing, and it goes on and on. Matter of fact, I, I look on his homepage and he's just got tons of audio podcasts featured there. Now, I'm going to do something that I thought I would never in a million years do. But I actually have decided to give Keith Snow nine minutes of uninterrupted airtime on this episode of Podcast Answer Man. And the reason why, and by the way, I requested this information from Keith. And he and I had some great, a great conversation. And one of the things that I told him lately, I said, Keith, here's, here's the one thing that I want people to know. Uh, because you were one of those folks who came to me uh, a long time ago and you were like, you know, but I'm a, sh- I'm a TV celebrity chef. I uh, Video is my genre. I get this, but Cliff, can you help me do a video podcast? Can you help me do a video podcast? And I was trying to tell him, it's like, you know, let's do audio. Let's do audio. Here's all the reasons audio is better. You know, more people are in their cars, you know, 97 million people driving to and from work each day alone. 26.2 minute commute on average. Uh, the people out there jogging, walking their dogs, all these people who don't have screen time but have plenty of other time where they can listen to you and hear every word you say. And it took a while, but he finally, finally, finally saw the light. And today I have this audio clip that Keith Snow was uh, willing to share with me. And now, Keith. I encourage you, my friend, to take it away. Hey, Cliff, this is Keith Snow with the Harvest Eating Podcast. I wanted to give you a little bit of audio feedback uh, as it relates to the difference between audio and video as a business tool. Lots of folks that are in 
you know, certain niches like photography or in my case, uh, culinary and cooking um, usually tend to be a little hesitant as to the value that an audio podcast might bring to the table. And uh, so much so for me that I spent the last couple of years um, with a podcast, but not really doing a podcast, you know, a couple episodes here and there. Sometimes I go six, eight weeks between shows and the, uh, the results were pretty evident. It wasn't really getting anywhere. Instead, I focused the majority of my attention uh, on a national television show called Harvest Eating that currently is running weekly on a uh, cable network. The cable network happens to be in 55 million homes. So it's, it's out there in all 50 states. And they've got a very um, wide audience, so the show is is successfully on national television, and we spent a lot of money producing the show. We had to get big sponsors to put it all together and spend uh, an incredible amount of time and pretty much most of 2012 to shoot about 20 episodes of television. Now, if you look at um, the bottom line between what that you know exposure has brought in the door and, and you know, the, the, the way I measure and the way most sort of uh, culinary or media chefs uh, like me would measure would be, you know, how many cookbooks did you sell? What about speaking engagements or products? In my case, we have, um, and you should know, we have uh, 100% organic spice blends and pasta sauces that you've tried. And, and those are the type of things that you look at the sales of those products and the amount of exposure I'm getting on television, and and you try to make a judgment uh, on how effective that exposure is. Now, honestly, if I look at what's come back as a return from putting out such complicated and time-consuming and expensive content versus what's come back from podcasting, I'm almost embarrassed to say there's really no comparison. Now, when I first started my um, podcasting career, probably back in, I don't know, 2007 maybe, 2007, 2008, we were doing, of course, video podcasts because I thought, why on earth would anybody in my field, you know, somebody with such a visual craft, why would we want to bother with um, audio? So we started doing uh, weekly video podcast, but honestly... Um, I used to try to download my own show. And I mean, these files were so big. I mean, it would sit there and download sometimes 20, 30, 40 minutes just to download one episode of, of, uh, you know, an eight or 10 minute high definition video that we were um, putting, you know, putting out there. And if I look at the results of that, hardly anybody was watching. And probably because of the reason I just said, who wants to sit there and wait for something to download? So I started doing some audio and actually getting a little serious about it and trying to do some regularity. And the results have been just spectacular. If I look at the amount of, um, you know, what I would call super fans, people that are very engaged with what I'm doing. In other words, if I don't record a show, if a week goes by, I'm getting emails, hey, you know, you're still there. We'd love another show. What's going on? That kind of thing. Um, those type of people, there's loads and loads and loads of them out there because of the podcast. And they're all over my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash harvest eating. They post photos of recipes. They're very engaged. Um, most of the folks on there have ordered um, products from the harvest eating store. Um, we moved recently from North Carolina to Montana. Uh, now, wasn't people that watched the television show that were contacting me uh, 
because they they had no idea because TV is is sort of pre-recorded and you have to watch it when you watch it. It's very difficult to be personal um, in front of a camera because you don't have a lot of time. I mean, you've got a very specific amount of time. And when you're cooking live on camera, uh, things are highly choreographed. So there's not much time to be personal with the folks. But with audio, as you know, uh, there's not a lot of time constraints. So people can learn more about you. So when we were about to move, we were getting loads of emails from fans of the Harvest Eating Podcast wishing us, you know, well, praying for us on our journey. Um, People offered, you know, if you come through here, I'd love to meet you for coffee, if we can help in any way. I mean, it was just amazing uh, what what type of people can get, um, you know, can find your brand and become involved with what you're doing uh, in regards to audio. So we've seen just tremendous growth in the business, um, creating just amazing friendships with people that are regular followers of, of the content. I mean, I post an episode, um, I don't know, Monday morning by two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon, we're getting emails from people saying they enjoyed the, the, the episode. And um, just a lot of folks are, are really engaged with my brand because of podcasting. So what I would say, Cliff, is first of all, number one, thank you so much because um, I never really got serious about podcasting until I found you. And then um, it was great working with you to get my podcast up and running properly because I was told that I would never be able to do it myself and that I had to hire these people and um, pay them every week to to do the show and I'd have to go to their place of business to record it and then wait for them to turn it around and of course pay a hefty fee. So with um, with your help, I got up and running um, podcasting and and uh, become serious about it and things are really progressing. I'd like to say to anybody listening to this that doesn't think an audio podcast could be good for business if you have a visual craft like photography or computer programming, whatever it might be, uh, definitely think again. Now, with cooking, a lot of times I'll go on, turn on this microphone, and I'll walk people through recipes. Like, you know, it, it could be anything. And some some of the food is very complex, like teaching people how to make, you know, classical French pan sauces and hollandaise sauce and, and velouté sauce, whatever it might be. There is a way to walk people through it uh, in using audio, and I just find the results to be much, much more um, profitable, but not just profitable, more engaged, uh, more engaged with my community, just more connected. It just seems like uh, when I turn on the microphone, there's people there listening. With TV, you know, you produce it so far in advance, it goes on there, and you really don't hear from many people. And, you know, I'm sure if I was on the Food Network, which has been a dream of mine, that would be a different story. But right now, uh, we do still use YouTube, and, and uh, we put content on harvesteating.com and on the YouTube page, and we have a channel that's available on Roku. You know, we've got, I don't know, I think the last time I checked, 20 or 30,000 subscribers on Roku, but even still, we get, Roku occasionally sends people, I say, hey, found you on Roku, like it, but it's the podcast that's the majority of the new fans of my brand, and uh, the funny thing is, is if I just look at 2012, the amount of time and money that was spent producing television, if I would have taken 10% of that time and money and focused on the podcast, doing regular shows and not leaving my listeners in the lurch, uh, I would have been way further down the road than I am now. And that's definitely one tip you've, you guys that listen to Cliff have all heard about regularity being key. Um, 
think about it yourself. If you go to a show and you look and let's say, you know, we're at the end of March now. If you look at a podcast and the last episode was, you know, December or January 2nd, you know that that podcast is sort of kind of creeping along and the host is busy and not really doing regular shows. But if you see regular content being updated, you're much more likely to listen. And I've definitely found that. So I've gotten a lot more serious with Harvest Eating Podcast, probably putting out two to three episodes a week. Um, And it seems to be working very, very well. So uh, Cliff, I just wanted to share that with you. And I wanted to thank you for keeping us all inspired. I listened to your show on a regular basis. And uh, I think it's great. So uh, thanks a lot, Cliff, and and uh, keep up the good work. All right, Keith, thank you so much, my friend. I am so delighted to have given you that amount of time on Podcast Answer Man, and especially since I'm looking at our chat room. I, I record live uh, as I'm recording this on Thursday mornings, and I'm looking at Monty Campbell, who's in the chat room. He says, this is an amazing testimony, one I certainly needed. And, uh, there, you know, the thing is, is I can actually talk about this all the time. I, I'm an audio snob. I'm, I'm definitely prefer audio over video when it comes to podcasting and all of this other things. And, and I can go on and on and on about this, but I think it sometimes just makes it come drive home just a little bit further for somebody who has done the video route to hear that, man, if I just would have spent 10% of the time and we're talking about we're talking about TV TV shows that you've had with millions of people who watch those channels and and your audio podcast is your number one source of uh, diehard fans who follow everything that you do consistently. Uh, if folks, if you guys are out there and you if you like what you've heard today, you want some great recipes, you're looking for an all natural rub for your meat. <laughs> Some amazing spaghetti sauce that will blow your mind. Check out the podcast and website at harvesteating.com. Harvesteating.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about him from the podcast, Answer Man. And also, what was I going to say? Oh, I just want to point out that uh, Keith was using his brand new Heil PR40 for that audio. In fact, listen, so I want to just click episode number 125. This is currently the most recent episode on his website, which uh, that's going to change. So he'll have another episode 126. Probably we'll have the new high OPR 40. I'm not sure if he's got a couple in the can or not. Uh, In fact, actually, it could even be beyond that. I see he may have already had episode 128 or something. But anyway, here's episode 125. Let's listen to this for just a second. Welcome to another episode of Harvest Eating, the podcast for the homesteaders, avid gardeners, city slickers, and suburbanites interested in local and seasonal foods, scratch-made cooking, self-sufficiency, and sustainability. This is your host, Keith Snow, coming to you today from the mountains of western Montana with episode number 125. All right, so listen to that compared to this. Hey, Cliff, this is Keith Snow with the Harvest Eating. Big difference there. That's so awesome. Thank you, Keith. Uh, just so excited for you. And by the way, John Buchanan in our chat room uh, says, I'm making his chicken fajitas. <laughs> Sounds good, John. Invite me over. Hey, let's move on to the next thing in our show today, which is an audio question from Mike. And actually, Mike has two questions. Go ahead and take it away, Mike. 
Cliff, hi, my name is Mike Makovsky. I'm from Orlando, Florida, and I have a question regarding the podcast Answer Man uh, show. Uh, I've decided to accept your challenge, uh, and I'm going to try and put a show together within the next seven days or so and, and at least get something posted. <clears throat> the two questions that I have for you, uh, the first of which is regarding the uh, the, the station call-out information, your, uh, your uh, podcast network uh, stinger you put at the beginning of your shows, and I think you put them at the end as well. Uh, that stuff is highly produced. It sounds like you're, you're using some sort of voice talent to... Uh, you know, make that stuff. I'm curious to know how how do you go about getting that stuff made? You know, how do you go about sourcing talent? How do you go about producing those uh, you know two to three second uh, uh, files? the The second question that I have for you uh, has to do with your uh, your podcasting workflow. Uh, in the videos that I watched on on your site. Uh, you record everything into your uh, your handheld portable recorder, and then you know you output that MP3 and for producing, and then then for publishing. You do all of your music and your sound effects and your recorded interviews and stuff. You do all of that stuff in real time, and it seems to me that you know you're uh, you're one mistake away from uh, from ruining your recording or from you know making a uh, what potentially could be a large a large error in your. Uh, in your podcast, and I'm curious to know, you just roll with the punches, you know, if and when that stuff happens, uh, or or how do you handle that? It, it seems that it would make more sense to to include that stuff in post production. You know, obviously it would take more time to uh, to produce your stuff when you're done, but you know, you you have that safety net of being able to uh, to adjust and 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 fiddle and remove mistakes that. Uh, that, that could have potentially happened. Uh, thank you very much for your time. I, I appreciate any advice you can provide, and I look forward to hearing your answers. Thank you very much. All right, Mike, thank you so much for your questions. Um, just real quick uh, note for anybody out there, uh, just so you know, and, and, and Mike, don't feel bad about this at all. I, I do prefer one question per call. I usually get about 10 to 15 audio submissions per week, every single week. Uh, for Podcast Answer Man, and um, I, I try to get as many people in as I can, you know, as I, as I build these shows, so if you could do one question per audio feedback, uh, that would be great, and uh, I, obviously, I'll try to get as many questions as I can into these shows, but anyway, Mike, let me go ahead and address both of your questions. First of all, this little clip right here, let me go ahead and play it. Uh, here we go. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. All right, that audio clip right there, I used my friend um, Rick Tarrant at ricktarrant.com. That's T-A-R-R-A-N-T.com. He actually created that for me. Uh, he's a voiceover artist and has years and years of experience in doing voiceover work. And I actually knew what I wanted. I came up with that script and I came up with the idea of the the tagline, you know, entertaining, educational, encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. 
join the community. I knew I wanted to, it to say those things. And the join the community, I'll play this one more time, but what I want to tell you is the join the community is actually members of my community. So I sent out an email asking people, saying, hey, will you listen to my audio file in your earbuds or in your headphones, and I'm going to say join the community. Join the community. And I just did it over and over and over again. And I asked them to please do me a favor, uh, record an audio file that's only going to capture your voice, not you listening to mine. And and will you repeat with me? Join the community. And and so I asked tons of people to do that. And I took, I, I had all of them send me their audio files. And I asked um, Rick to put all of those together in a multi-track editing session and to actually voice the rest of it himself. And he chose the music. He gave me different musical clips to choose from. And then in the end, and by the way, I'm going to play it one more time. But when I hear join the community, I actually hear individual people's voices. In fact, one of them that is most prominent to me is a guy named Chuck Bowen. But listen to this. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. I and I think we ended up using. We probably had about sixty-five submissions for join the community, and if I'm not mistaken, I think we used like seven of them there. And and so that's how I got that one created. Now I did a lot of work in that. Most of the time you would not need to do that much work. Uh, They have the ability to do some things. I just knew that I wanted to include the voice of my community in my my network ID. Um, Where do you find voiceover talent? I mean, you can do a Google search for voiceover artist and you're gonna come across a ton of different people out there. If you're on a super, super tight budget, well then there's a good chance that you could find somebody who might do something real quick and one-off for you over at fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. and, and of course, there are, I mean, there's just tons and tons of people out there that can do stuff. Now, I will tell you that I do have a very awesome relationship with Mike and Isabella Russell. And they and I have entered into this joint venture where we actually have created an exclusive podcasting audio branding package. And uh, I'll just play this for you right here, right now. Take the sound of your podcast to the next level. Podcast Answer Man presents an exclusive audio branding package for podcasters, where voiceovers, audio producers, singers, and musicians bring together their knowledge and talent to you. Podcasting. Get a one-hour web meeting with an audio branding specialist to discuss your podcast's exact audio needs. A professional intro and outro for your podcast. Plus, three jingles that you can use to transition between segments. Introduce interviews, features, and more. And more. The Podcast Answer Man audio branding package from just $449. Exclusively at podcastanswerman.com slash audio. There you go. And Mike and Isabella Russell will do pretty much everything for you. Uh, the, my our, my exclu- exclusive package with them includes a one-hour Skype consultation with them. And trust me, when I say they will do everything, I mean they will do everything. And for $449, it is 
unbelievable what you will get. And uh, so many people have already taken advantage of that, and it's awesome, and I love it. And I'll continue to play clips uh, as I as I can fit them into the show here. But anyway, let me move forward with your next question, Mike. And I believe it was... Um, Oh, goodness. What was the next question? Oh, what happens if you actually make... Oh, no, no, no. How did he write this? I believe he said, you are one step away or one mistake away from ruining your recording. Dun, dun. A matter of fact, I could even do this. You're only one step away from ruining your recording. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't take that for a second. You know, here's the deal. I do record everything live. Um, Everything, matter of fact, I can tell you that this episode of Podcast Answer Man, from the point where you heard me say Podcast Answer Man, episode number 302, all the way through to the very last thing that you will hear in this episode of Podcast Answer Man was all recorded in one single take there will matter of fact here's what i'll do i'll promise you this i won't edit out anything i won't edit out anything in fact there was a point where uh when i first played when i actually after i played your audio feedback and then when i went in and said hey let me go ahead and play for you my network id I, I actually had to go and make the, the software active and there was a maybe about a second or even a half a second of dead air. And then I said, oh, here, let me click this. If you go back and listen to it, that was a mistake. It was clearly a mistake. Now, here's the deal. What I could do after I'm finished recording today, I could, by the way, I could have actually said, you know what, hold on. I made a mistake there. I don't want to talk over the clip, and I'm going to cut out the fact that there was some dead air. And if I wanted to, in the real recording right now, as that happened, I could have stopped and I said, "You know what? I'm going to I'm going to re-record that, take out all of this part, and and I'm going to play this without me talking over the clip. So that way, the mistake of leaving the little bit of dead air is completely. It's like it never happened. And so, what I do in a live recording situation like this is I will stop talking for, let's just say, well, normally I would stop talking for 10 or 15 seconds, but I would stop talking for, and I'm going to stop talking for like three seconds. Seemed like forever, didn't it? Well, here's one thing I can tell you, that if I were to take this audio recording, bring it into my audio editing software, I guarantee you those three seconds that I just had where I didn't speak a word, I will be able to find them like a, it will stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, it will be screaming for my attention, which means that I can just zoom in right to that spot and then take out the mistake and only leave in where I started over without the mistake. So no, I'm never one mistake away from ruining my recording. I make mistakes all the time. And to be honest with you, I all oftentimes will record or will edit bits and pieces out of Podcast Answer Man. Uh, many times, uh, I, I make quite a few mistakes. One of the one of the things I will tell you, I think um, those in the chat room can confirm this for me, um, but I believe this is actually take three of this episode. Uh, the very first time, I said, Podcast Answer Man, episode number 302, and I played the network ID, and I went immediately into my GSPN intro. 
And I realized, oh, wait a second. I forgot that I'm an honorary black hero. I can't I can't leave out that host endorsement from Gaius Chamberlain. So I actually stopped the recording and I restarted. Now, why did I do that? Why didn't I just continue to go? Well, I could have, and I could have just edited that out. But if I do make a mistake within the first 30 seconds of a show or the first 90 seconds of a show, then yeah, I will start it over. If all of a sudden I do that over and over and over again, by the fifth time I say, you know what, forget it. You're going to get what you get, and I'll I'll start over one last time and say, if there's a mistake, by golly, you're getting it, because this content has to get out to the world. The message that's in my heart needs to be spoken, it needs to be shared, and I can't actually let perfection get in my way. And so that's how I feel about that. Now, um, so yeah, I will oftentimes restart a show if I made a mistake in the beginning. But once I'm actually into the show, once I get past the intro music and stuff like that, if I make mistakes, I easily say, okay, what was, like for example, if I start coughing uncontrollably, I'm not gonna stop the recording. I'm just gonna go and and once I'm finished coughing, I will stop, let it go for 15 seconds without saying anything, and then I will restart the last sentence I was saying before I started coughing. And then I will just edit that out in post-production. But here's the deal. When you get so used to this, and and trust me, when you first start recording live to drive, where you are including music and clips and all this other stuff all in the show while you're recording and it's all live, it's nerve-wracking. It's stressful at first. It's, It's crazy. How do you do this? And all I can tell you is that with practice, it gets better. And this episode, I'll tell you right now, I did, by the way, so I told you the first one, what I did. Let me tell you why I, I stopped the recording the second time I introduced the show. And I don't even know if I can reproduce it, but I, I sit there and I said, Podcast Answer Man, episode number 302. And, and, and the way that I said two sounded like I was going through puberty or something. It's like, what? That was, the, that was the weakest two ever. And so I wanted to restart the episode the third time, which, by the way, is the one that you're hearing now. And if you go all the way back to the beginning of this, you'll hear that I said, Podcast Answer Man, episode number 302. Two. And, and I made sure to actually emphasize the two. But now go back and listen to the beginning and you'll hear that I emphasized the two and now you'll know why. But you would have never known that had I not just told you. Ah, the joys of post-production if you desire to do it. But yeah, this episode here, I can tell you right now, if I make any mistake between now and the end of this episode, I'm going to roll with the punches. I will not edit out a second of this audio. And no, I'm never just one mistake away from from recording. By the way, one of my favorite one of my favorite mess ups or or uh, mistake or audio glitch or anything in a podcast episode was the day I was recording Podcast Answer Man live, recording it. It was going great, and the next thing you know, my light fixture, the actual light at the top of the studio, crashed down onto my desk, or at least the um, some of it did. It crashed down, and it was hanging. the The light was just hovering above above me, hanging from the wires. You know, the little wire twists that hold the wires together from the actual wiring of the house to the to the light itself. My light fixture was swinging above me. <laughs> just it was it's just it was just saying, "I'm gonna fall on you. I'm gonna fall on you." And I actually I, I, the whole loud noise of everything. It was all captured in that episode of Podcast Answer Man and the fact that it was hovering over my head. And I just went with it and I included that as a part of the show. 
So hopefully that helps you out. Let's move on to Sean, who uh, wants to know if he should ditch his $1,100 microphone. Uh, Sean, take it away. Hey, Cliff. My name is Sean. I'm calling from Nashville, Tennessee. I just found out about you uh, hearing from you on the self-publishing podcast last week. And I've been listening to uh, the podcast Answer Man, and I just had a question that I'd love to ask you, get your feedback on. I listened to the episode where you were comparing the sound from the PR40 and some other microphones, and I love the sound of the PR40. It sounds fantastic. Having said that, from previous things that I've been involved with, I have a Shure KSM32, which is a $600 mic, and I also have access to an AKG C414 that is an $1,100 mic, but they're both condenser microphones, and I know you recommend against that because they pick up all the nuances of sound and everything. Um, So I guess my question was, if I were to use these really nice, expensive microphones that I have but I use them with the compressor gate limiter uh, that you recommend, would that counteract the effect of it picking up all those nuances and would it sound as good or maybe better than the PR40? Um, Or do you think that the PR40 is just the way to go, even though I already have much more expensive mics? Um, I mean, I'm not forgetting one of those, but it just seems a little bit wrong, I guess, to... uh, be buying a much less expensive mic unless, of course, you know, the sound really is actually going to be better for that. So just love to hear your opinion on that. Let me know your thoughts. Thank you so much. Love the show. Sean, let me just say a couple things, uh, and this is going to be so shocking to some people, but number one, don't ditch your $600 and $1,100 microphones. Uh, give them a shot. Chances are you're going to be able to get some amazing audio quality out of them couple things that I will share with you though. Number one, a compressor limiter gate is definitely going to be helpful no matter what kind of microphone that you're using if you want to benefit from kind of cutting out completely any audio when you're not talking. So for example, if I stop talking right now, it is actually dead silent. There is no audio in the background of my audio or in, of my file and and that's because the gate is actually closing anything below the audio volume level of my voice and so that is a very nice thing and so I do think that that is a benefit does every does anybody and everybody need to have it no not really is it more likely that you would need it with a condenser microphone compared to a dynamic microphone like the Heil and it, it depends on how much gain you got turned up. Um, certainly, condenser microphones are more prone to pick up audio uh, just all over the room. They, they're super, super powered and super sensitive. And and honestly, here's what you do. If you already have, and, and by the way, if, if people out there have those blue snowballs, blue Yetis, and blue everything else, um, and, and whatever, whatever kind of microphone that you have, if it's a condenser microphone, don't go out and sell the thing and 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 go and get yourself a dynamic microphone just because I say that if you're here here's the thing my recommendation is if you are recording shows and you are looking to get the best microphone for your I, I like the Heil um I you know and here's the deal if if you're actually using a blue snowball should you get a Heil microphone my 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 thing is well do you have extra money that is budgeted to take to take the audio quality of your show to the next level. 
And if so, then yeah, I think a Heil's going to do better than your Blue Yeti or your Blue Snowball microphone. Now, if you happen to have a $600 or $1,100 condenser microphone, do I think that's going to give you a better audio than this Heil microphone? No, I don't. I think it's very possible that you could end up getting a better sound out of your $600 or $1,100 microphone, or if not, you'll get an equal sound, equal quality sound to the one that I'm able to produce here with everything else being the same. The thing is, is what I recommend that you do is just make sure that you are turning down the gain so low that you're not picking up a lot of ambient noise in your room and you're getting very close to your microphone, Make sure, making sure that you're not so close to your microphone that it is going to pop your peas or be overwhelming or anything like that. But uh, a, good con- a good condenser microphone is going to pick up a deep resonance of your voice like most dynamic microphones can't. And the reason why I love the Heil microphone is because it picks up the deep resonance of my voice like a condenser microphone would, but does not have the extra ambient noise that typically comes with a condenser microphone, which allows me to record this show in an untreated room. Now, the thing is, is if you listen real closely, you'll hear some echo in this room. So one of the things that I will recommend uh, more than anything else, and that is just to get some some uh, dampening pa- uh, panels for your recording space. That'll do more for you than anything else. But no, Sean, I do not recommend that you get rid of your $1,100 or $600 microphones to get yourself a Heil. Instead, play around with those, record some audio, listen to what it sounds like, and and roll with it. All right, next question is from Chris, and he's got a question about posters. Hi, Cliff. This is Chris Kelly calling you out of Malone, New York, and I'm calling to the podcast Answer Man show. Um, here's my question. Uh, last evening, I went through the Learn to Podcast tutorial. Fantastic information. Thank you very much for all that. Um, but here's the situation. Um, it appears Posteris has been purchased by Twitter and is not accepting any new accounts. So I'm wondering if you have any recommendations as to a replacement site that we could use in the process that you outline in that video um, that would work similarly. So uh, that's my question, and hopefully you get a chance to hear that uh, on, answered on the podcast at some point. Thanks again, and keep up the great work. All right, Chris, thank you for the question. And uh, what Chris is referring to, if you go to learnhowtopodcast.com, that will take you to my tutorial where I teach people how to podcast. Uh, and it, it's basically, the main purpose of that was to actually be the the foundation of setting up a successful podcast. And uh, it was never intended to be an end-all, be-all of everything you need to do- know to get a good podcast successfully online that sounds amazing and is configured everything perfectly for your WordPress. I already have additional tutorials above and beyond that, and and learnhowtopodcast.com was supposed to be the foundation. But when I did that, I didn't want everybody out there to feel like they had to go and buy something if they wanted to create a podcast. You know, one of the one of the biggest things people out there say, well, gosh, Cliff makes you think that you have to spend thousands of dollars to launch a podcast. I've never said that in my life. And you could start a podcast for free. And so I made it a point to make a bonus video uh, segment for Learn How to Podcast, which is like, listen, I'm even going to show you if you take this basic foundations, I'll tell you how you can use all of this. And if you want to, you could create a podcast for free today. 
And I just picked a service that would allow me to do that. And the service that I chose was Posterous. Now, Posterous was purchased by Twitter, and Twitter is actually shutting down the Posterous service. Thus, my friends, is the problem with oftentimes going with free stuff. Uh, You get what you pay for, and that stuff may not be around uh, for very much longer. Is there other services out there that that would are there other services? See that now? There's one mistake away from from ruining. I I I should just start this whole thing over. Ah, Darn. No. Anyway, are there other services that would allow you to create a podcast for free? Absolutely, there are. Um, just one off the top of my head is you could actually use Blogger as, you know, blogger.com. You could actually create a Blogger blog and it has an RSS feed on it. Now, the thing is, is unlike Posterous, they don't allow you to upload, you know, 50 megabyte files and store them on, on their servers. So you'll have to find a different media host. Are there other free media hosts out there? One of the most notable ones is archive.org. And so you could figure out how to get a file on archive.org, make it public, and then uh, you know make that available in your RSS feed. The only problem is, is archive.org is going to have extremely slow load times and all kinds of other things. Um, here's the situation. I do not currently have a recommendation for free podcasting outside of Posterous yet, but it is something that I am thinking of. Uh, there are plenty of other services out there plenty of other services out there. All of them, I will warn you though, all of them, I will warn you though, will ultimately end up not being enough if your podcast becomes successful. So um, maybe in the future, I'll do an entire uh, new episode on podcasting for free, but chances are it'll take me at least a couple months before I'm able to update that last segment of learnhowtopodcast.com to actually give you a whole different free solution. All right. Okay, one last thing, and then I need to wrap this up. I just want to tell you real quickly, I got an email from my good friend Vladimir, who is the creator and founder of SpeakPipe. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash voicemail, you'll see where I talk about how I love including the voice feedback of my community. And of course, you've heard several bits of that today. And one of my favorite services out there for this is SpeakPipe. And I got this email from Vladimir this week. He wrote, Cliff, um, I just want to let you know that there is now a premium page option that allows you to remove the SpeakPipe branding from your voicemail page. Now, I do believe you have to have a certain uh, account level to be able to pull this off. I'm at a gold level uh, and, and I know that this is possible for me. But anyway, he says you can enable the premium page in the settings at speakpipe.com slash account slash settings. Um, anyway, you can just go into the settings. Go to the the uh, the premium page settings. Anyway, there is a an option, a little checkbox that you can do that says premium voicemail page option. And you check that, and what it does is it removes the little bar at the top that has speakpipe all over it. And this is pretty cool. Now, it still says brought to you by SpeakPipe unless you actually have the next level up, which allows you to quote-unquote whitelist this, meaning that there's no mention of SpeakPipe anywhere. But still, this this is a great step uh, in, the, in the right direction. And in fact, he says with, uh, pay, with the premium page, you can create an even more personalized experience and it should bring you more awesome voice messages from your customers and or audience members. 
Uh, I would love to hear your feedback. Help us make SpeakPipe a better tool for you. And of course, I think he sent that out to a lot of folks. But anyway, I was in there, and one of the things that I noticed while I was looking at this is they now have something called an HTML snippet that you can embed on your page, on a page, on your website. And I just want to say that your your website page that you want to embed this HTML snippet or this iframe into the, the page needs to be a minimum of 830 pixels wide to be able to display the frame correctly. Now, for those that don't know this, you are able to go in and create a page on your WordPress site. And if you look at the templates on the right-hand side, there should be an option for you to do a drop-down and you can actually say no sidebars. And then, my friends, you can do what you see at podcastanswerman.com slash feedback. That's right. Go ahead and try it today. Go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback and you'll see that there is no sidebar on that page any longer. It's my contact page on my site. And if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback, you will see the SpeakPipe page is now on my site instead of me sending people at, when they go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback, instead of sending them to SpeakPipe's website that had my page on it, now it's here. And I prefer this, by the way, over that little uh, sidebar widget uh, that you know hovers over the sidebar. Many of you guys, I just want to tell you, where it says send me voicemail and it puts it on the side of your site, I just want to tell you, when I'm browsing your site via my iPhone or my iPad, most of the time that little, that little button off to the side, it's covering up your text. I can't read anything on the right-hand, at the right-hand side of the column. Uh, so I, I don't like that. I, I love SpeakPipe. I just don't like that little widget that you guys are putting all over your sites personally. But uh, don't change things for me. Just check it out on your, cell, on your own, on your own mobile device and see if it's happening to you as well. If it's not, don't worry about it. It's not everybody. Not every theme has that issue, but uh, many of them do. Many, many, many of them do. All right. And uh, let's see. Where was I at in this? See, now here's a situation where um, I could easily edit this part out. But uh, yeah, no, that's it. That was the last item. So now I'm going to hit this little button right here. And I am going to say that this is the end of another episode of Podcast Answer Man. The unedited version. Complete, live, and uncut. Anyway. Hey, just want to say thank you to a few folks out there. First of all, uh, for those of you who have been using my Bluehost affiliate link to sign up for your hosting account... Uh, stlfirehockey.com I don't know maybe that's Seattle Fire Hockey anyway stlfirehockey.com thank you for using my Bluehost affiliate link to set that up and I love this domain I I absolutely biblegeekgonewild.com again check it out biblegeekgonewild.com I love it (laughs) Anyway, uh, those folks use my affiliate link with Bluehost, and I do get a very generous commission when you use my affiliate link. If you want to learn everything that I have to think about hosting of your website and your media files for your podcast, please head over to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. Podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. And Nick Suberling is telling me that that stands for St. Louis. So there we go. 
All right. Uh, also, thank you for those of you who are buying equipment off of my equipment page. You can check out the equipment packages that I have at podcastanswerman.com slash equipment. Just want to tell you that it is not a requirement that you have all of that top end gear. But if you want to use much of the same equipment that I do, I do have those packages at podcastanswerman.com slash equipment. And a reminder, I am getting ready to head out to San Diego, California. I think I'm here next week, and then I'll be taking a week off after that. But anyway, I'll be in San Diego at the Social Media Marketing World Conference. And uh, if you want to attend that conference, here myself, Pat Flynn, and many other people speak about social media and how you can use it in your business, you can go to gspn.tv slash social media. And of course, Pat and I are, uh, and actually my wife Stephanie as well, are hosting a meetup together where we've reserved an entire restaurant. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash meetup, it's limited to 100 people. And as I'm recording this, there are only five tickets left. That's right. Only five tickets left. And uh, also, um, gspn.tv community cruise is coming up June 23rd through the 27th. You can find out more details at gspn.tv slash cruise. And of course, we will be in Orlando after the cruise and have a meetup in Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. So uh, more details on that in the future. Anyway, thank you all very much for tuning in. And if you want to be a part of my next podcasting A to Z course that's starting up May 20th, you'll want to get in ASAP. Go to podcastinga-to-z.com. There's already four members signed up for the May 20th class. God bless you all. Until next time, take everything you do in life to the next level. Podcast! That's a man!